Hello and welcome to the Ideas Coach podcast. I'm Jess Ratcliffe, the Ideas Coach, and I'm the creator of Unleash Your Extraordinary, my signature course that helps you get clarity on what you want and build the mindset and action plan to make it happen. I started Unleash Your Extraordinary after being diagnosed with a life-threatening and one in a million blood disease that completely changed my life and set me on my mission to help you discover your full potential and discover mine along the way too. So join me every Tuesday for a short and sweet episode designed to leave you feeling inspired, focused, and raring to take action. Speaking of, let's get stuck in to this episode. We're gonna do something a little bit different and what I hope will be quite fun in this week's episode because a couple of weeks ago, I asked you if you had any questions, questions that you're curious about, questions that you'd like advice on, or even just that you'd love to ask me. And you did, you asked questions. And so I've got four questions here that I'm hoping to get through. And there's one actually, that is the last question that I might even save for a dedicated podcast episode of its very own, because it's about connecting with people and advice really for making small talk, because it is hard and I struggle with small talk and so I'd love to share with you what I've learned over the time to become a bit more comfortable with small talk and with really connecting with people. But we're going to start with three questions which came in through Instagram. So firstly I want to do a few shout outs to say thank you to Meg and Helena for your questions and hello to Danny, Harriet and Zara. I bloody love you for listening. So let's get into the questions. The first one, and I've got them here in front of me on post-its actually, I'm just going to pick them up, read them out and then roll with it. So what cheeky plans do you have up your sleeve? Pardon the pun, there's no pun in that. What cheeky plans do you have up your sleeve for 2021? Oh, great question Meg, thank you. So I feel like We've learned two things about plans, maybe haven't we, over the last year. Number one, that they can change unexpectedly. You know, so we can set intentions, we can set goals, and then things can happen that are just outside of our control and we have to adapt and get creative. But I also think, with that being more of like maybe a not so great thing we've learned about planning, on the flip side, on the positive lens, I never thought that in 2020, like when starting that year, if you'd said to me that you would finish that year with a course, I don't know if I would have set that plan, which actually leads us neatly in a moment onto another question. But that's the way I think about that and the way I think about how things can unfold and how maybe what the pandemic, the P word, sorry, there it is again, has taught us is that we don't just have to be at the mercy of how things unfold that are outside of our control, but we can take control. We can be proactive and say, you know what, actually, this has woken me up to this is what I really want and I'm going to make it happen. Or I'm not sure when the world's going to go back to doing this. And so I'm going to adapt to that now and do something that I might otherwise have been putting off. And so in terms of my plans, what I'm really, really excited to do is continue growing Unleash Your Extraordinary. And really, my quest across this year and across my life is to help as many people as I can. But really, deeply get to know people and really help you and so for me what I'd love to achieve this year and what I'd love for my plans to be is to really deepen my relationships with the people that go through the course to really provide just as much value as I possibly can and so to continue running Unleash like I do on the monthly basis but then also think about 
what else could we do that would really just feel fun and bring us together? And so I'm saying this out loud now, not knowing if this will be possible in 2021. But one thing that I've always dreamt of doing is running a retreat, you know, going somewhere for what, like five days or something where the sun is shining and where we can really work on ourselves. And I know that feels funny, doesn't it? Because we don't like even the phrase work on ourselves can feel a little bit like, oh, bloody hell, it's work, isn't it? But not like that, you know, to really step out of our day to day, to really create that opportunity and that time and space outside of your normal to take you somewhere absolutely beautiful. And there would be amazing food. I can tell you that I'm a big foodie. Waking up, you know, to beautiful breakfasts. Maybe it's just all about the food. The, you know, the coffee, oh, it's just going to be an absolute dream. But to create an experience experience over say five or so days that really allows you to get clarity on what you want to strip back all of the things that you're doing because you feel you should and to come back from that trip not only re-energized for your goals and your ambitions but equipped with the tools to get there and so to do all of that really the work from the course but brought to life in a really beautiful location where we've dedicated the time to just discover what we really want. And there's something magical about going away and then coming back, isn't there? About breaking the patterns that we do every day or the procrastination that we're in on that idea that we really want to make happen. That is something at some point that I would love to do to really build on the experience of Unleash Your Extraordinary and bring together the people, the brilliant people who go through the course in some form of beautiful location retreat. That would be an absolute dream for 2021. And if not this year, maybe I just carry it over to 2022. And so as I mentioned, maybe that does neatly lead us on to the next question, which comes from Helena, which is that is Unleash the Course a result of the pandemic or something you'd have built anyway? Oh, this is such a good question because part of me says, I think I would have got to the point of building it anyway but I actually don't know because I was so comfortable doing workshops like I was so just on the treadmill of that was what I was doing so it just was about doing the workshops doing them to the best that I could getting the next workshop delivering that workshop and just continuing there was no pattern break for me to step back and be like, hang on a minute, do I want to still do workshops or do I want to change this up a little bit? And that pattern break was the pandemic because as you might know, I mean, as we've all experienced, we've been locked down. But also, as you might know, because of my diagnosis, I'm extremely clinically vulnerable, which meant that when the pandemic started, not only did I have to lock down like everybody else was, but I was shielding. So at the very beginning, they even said, like, don't go and walk your dogs, like, do not leave the house. And so the thought of doing the workshops that I was doing before, where I would be running groups of 12 or so people, was just not possible. I wasn't allowed to see anyone. And so I actually don't know if I would have created the course had we not had the pandemic, because as much as part of me wishes I would have, I don't know if I would have had the opportunity, dare I say, that pattern break to actually step back and almost be forced off of the treadmill to reassess and say, okay, how can I adapt to this? If this is what is happening, if this is what is unfolding, rather than just wait until it's possible to do workshops. And even actually, it's coming to me now, like, why didn't I just do those workshops on Zoom? It makes me think I always wanted to do the course 
I just wasn't doing it because I was comfortable doing workshops. And so in the weirdest way, the pandemic and being forced to shield really was the catalyst to actually take action on the course. And what felt so good is that when I did start working on it, it just flowed so easily. And actually now the version of Unleash that is the course goes so much deeper and is so much more powerful than I could possibly fit into a two hour workshop because it's paced over six weeks. So rather than trying to overwhelm people with so much stuff in two hours, now it's 30 minutes every week for six weeks. So it can build and it can breathe. There's no rush to it. There's no sense of overwhelm because it's paced and it's staggered so that it can really guide you on that journey week by week, module by module. So I actually don't know is my answer to that one, Helena, but I hope I would have at some point. But if I'm being really honest, I think I would have stayed on my workshop treadmill. And that actually because of the pandemic, it gave me that pattern break to think, how do I want to adapt to this? And not just adapt in a way that feels easy, but adapt in a way that would really feel like it's allowing me to move forward and live into my values as well. Because I remember doing that exercise of looking at, do I want to stick with workshops or turn it into a course? And I used the validating with your values exercise where I listed out every one of my values. I have four, freedom, impact, growth, and fun. And one by one, I would ask myself, does turning Unleash Extraordinary into a course move me towards or away from each value? And it was just such a resounding yes, 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 yes across each of my values. So there we go. Those are those two questions. And the last one, which I will cover off, and then I am going to save that other question on connecting with people and how to make small talk feel less hard. I'll save that for a dedicated episode. And so the final question is, what are your favourite books to read or things to listen to? And I have three that I want to share with you. These are the books that I would recommend the most, but also the books that if I could only ever read three for the rest of my life, these would be them. And one of them is actually listening. So does that count? I think so. It's an audiobook and it is definitely best delivered that way. And that one is The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. It is so brilliant. I can't even capture it in words. It's a recording of, I think, a three-day seminar that Brene Brown runs. It's just brilliant. It is just so incredible to listen to. And I'd highly recommend, because I think it is a little bit chunky when it comes to buying it outside of Audible, simply because it is about six and a half hours. So it might be about £30 or something. Gosh, I could be so wrong here. But if you sign up for Audible and get the credits or have Audible, you can buy it with one of your credits. I just, I can't even put it into words. There is so much good stuff in there that I could listen to it on repeat endlessly. So I highly recommend The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. And then the second book, so that's I guess an audio book, something I listen to that I'd recommend. The second book that I would recommend to read is called When Breath Becomes Air. And my goodness, this is one, the reason I love it, it's not your typical personal development book, which I am consistently reading. I'm never not reading a personal development book, but this book is really the story of a doctor who has trained his whole life to be a neurosurgeon and then is diagnosed with cancer. And it's his journey of coming to terms with that. And I remember reading it. I first bought it in London, actually, but I was still living in San Francisco at the time. And as soon as I opened the book, the author is writing it 
in Dolores Park in San Francisco and I used to live literally I think four blocks if that from that park and so there was something that just grabbed me from the get-go not only because of the location but also the way he so beautifully talks about facing his mortality and the unfolding of that from the lens of a doctor just really chimed with my experience at the time and coming to terms with my diagnosis so I highly highly recommend it I know it can feel like one that it's a bit like oh gosh like is it sad or is it hard and I'd actually say he somehow manages to make it like neither of those things it is such a beautiful read and I again can't put words to it that would justify how beautiful I just highly highly recommend that you read it that's called When Breath Becomes Air and then the last one the last book that I love and again recommend to people that I would turn to again and again it's called The Big Leap and this is a book really all about this idea so there's almost two concepts in the book actually one is about finding our zone of genius but the one that really draws me in is this idea that we have a threshold of what we believe to be possible for ourselves and when we're reaching that threshold we almost can't quite believe it's possible to break through it so we actually self-sabotage to bring ourselves back down into it so almost a little bit like bringing ourselves back down into a comfort zone but it's described to be so much more than our comfort zone and I always remember the story that he tells in the book the author Dr Gay Hendricks describes this idea that when something's going really really well over in this area of our life we'll almost get a bit worried that it's going to go wrong so we preempt that by doing something over in this area of our life where we maybe start an argument or do something that makes us feel a bit rubbish so that we somewhat balance out because we can't possibly believe that all areas of our life could go as we want and could be living beyond the threshold that we seem to put on ourselves and so I highly recommend that that's called The Big Leap and there's so much in that as a book itself it is more of I'd say a personal development book but definitely definitely worth a read when it comes to those two concepts of discovering your zone of genius but also really understanding this idea of the threshold and how to break through that to discover our full potential so you might be able to tell that's why it's right up my alley and I absolutely love it so there we go three questions and I'll answer the next one which is any advice for connecting with people because small talk is hard in a dedicated episode so if you have a question about connecting with people about the struggles that you might have with small talk send me a direct message on instagram at the ideas coach and i will make sure to answer it in that episode or if you simply have another question that you would love for me to cover in a future episode i would love to hear that too send me a message on instagram and we'll continue the conversation there and in the meantime have a brilliant week and i'll see you next time